Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, back to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is January 31st, 2019. Thursday, this mo- this week has actually moved pretty quickly, other than the week before that felt like we were treading through tar with a lot happening at the end of the week. Lots of... Um, Lots is coming to the surface right now, especially with our president tweeting and letting us know. Because, you know, the fake news, no matter how they portray themselves as impartial, as serving the community, are all biased and all have one agenda to be sustained by those that have power. And unfortunately, those that have power now are the citizens of the United States of America. We are in charge, and they do not like this one bit. There's tons to talk about, talking about lawsuits flying nationwide against uh, uh, media companies. That includes private and public. They aren't really public, right? Cable news are private, and they're getting sued. The New York Times are getting sued. We should talk about that. We should talk about the aggressive and concerted efforts to marginalize persons and cause them harm. Prime example is Roger Stone. We see that Lindsey Graham, once again, is pulling out his I'm for America first card when we all know what side of the fence he sits on. He's on the not America first side. But every now and then he rears his head to gain people behind him to think that he has changed or flipped people like Lindsey Graham don't change even though his his boss McCain is gone to keep him in check we all know what Lindsey Graham really stands for but he subpoenaed Christopher Ray to find out what's going on why did we use such excessive force we have Laura Loomer that was arrested for um bringing a siesta to Gavin Newsom's yard. Apparently it's trespassing if you jump a fence and stand on someone's lawn, but uh, crossing over the border illegally does not constitute it. And if she had any illegal immigrants with her, I pretty much guarantee they wouldn't have been arrested because the law in the state of California says no arresting illegal immigrants. They run rampant. We have to talk about this faux Senate Committee for Border Security. I mean, you know, look at the clowns that are on that committee. Did we really think that they were going to come to something? We saw a Republican, you know, with his porn stash going, Senator Hoven, who sat there and said, well, I prefer to call it a barrier. Come on. Can we can we get more? (laughs) 
More fluffier than that. Pelosi's speech today, you know, her little presser on how they're negotiating, but there's no money for the wall. These are real things. And the people that were appointed, the people that were appointed to this committee were not by chance. They were purposely put there so they can fail because these are tests. This is how you see who is for the American people. And, you know, unfortunately, some senators think they're smarter because they've gotten away with beating the system so long. Some of them are not as smart as their father, as they'd like to know, or, uh, you know, even Pelosi. She thinks she's as smart as her dad. She's really not. Where in the world is Ruth? Ruth, where is she? Where is she? Will she appear next Tuesday? Or will they pull the plug on Ruth to delay our State of the Union? These are all valid questions. Where's Frederica Wilson and um, Payne Jr. from New Jersey? They haven't voted in about 20 days. Blumenthal, magistrate, just um, recently allowed to unseal magistrate court. You know, we're not talking civil. We're talking magistrate court. Blumenthal, USA versus Blumenthal, just ordered that... um, the case can be unsealed. This is going to be really entertaining. Uh, this has been going on since October. Uh, a filing to unseal the case was done in December and so ordered on the 4th. Remember, I talked about it, I think, two days ago where, you know, he just fell off the face of the earth. There's no docket. I can't find it. And boom, there it goes. It appeared. So following into that, trying to see what's going on with that. Senior FBI officials. Recommendation for indictments. Mueller crying that someone leaked information, leaked fake information to discredit his investigation. It's already been discredited. You're running it. So where do we start? Let's start by listening to Roger Stone. He gave a really good interview um, with the Daily Caller two days ago. And I want us to just listen to what he says and what he went through. Because regardless of what side of the fence you are, Regardless if you just, you decide that you're judge and jury and you already know all the facts, you know, the facts that the fake news media gives you, which we'll get to, uh, listen to what he had to go through. Take a listen. What we really want to get down today is tell us a little bit about how life has been like for you since the moment that FBI raid happened. Walk us through how you learned about that raid, what happened at that time, and how you suspect that CNN happened to be there uh, when that went down. Well, it's really quite simple. At uh, Friday at 5.50 a.m., I heard a pounding on my front door and a man yelling, FBI, open the door. FBI, we have a warrant, open the door. And they continued pounding. Um, I was wearing a Roger Stone did nothing wrong t-shirt, <laughs> which you can buy at 1776.shop. Uh, Proceeds go to my legal defense fund. And a pair of gym shorts. I was barefooted. Um, I went downstairs. The door has a window in it. I saw uh, two uh, FBI agents in full SWAT gear wearing night goggles uh, pointing assault weapons at my chest. Um, I opened the door. They said, are you Roger Stone? I said, I am. They said, we have a warrant for your arrest. Please step outside. I did. They said, put your hands behind your back. I did. They handcuffed me and they frog marched me out to the street in front of my house where there was a CNN camera crew. Um, They said, who else is in the house? I said, only my wife. They said, are you sure? I said, yes. They said, are there any guns in the house? I said, no. 
I'm a strong supporter of the Second uh-huh. Amendment, but I don't own a firearm. Uh, they uh, then went to the second floor. My wife is hearing impaired. I was concerned that they would think she wasn't complying with an order because she couldn't hear it and that they would shoot her. But shortly thereafter, they brought her out in a nightgown, also barefoot, to stand next to me in the street. She's charged with no crime. Uh, they told me they had a search warrant for my home, also for the InfoWars studio, which is in Oakland Park, Florida, about two miles from my house, uh, and for an apartment in New York that I've actually moved out of because my lease is over January 31st and all my personal effects have been shipped back to Florida, most of them probably still en route. Um, they uh, then, uh, I asked if they could tell me what the charges were. They said, we'll tell you in a minute. They then put me in a car with three agents. The agents were very courteous once I was in custody, Uh Um, but they removed my handcuffs from behind me to put them in front of me for the ride to Miami to the FBI um, staging center. Um, uh, They showed me a sheet, which was very nonspecific. It listed four general charges, impeding an official proceeding, uh, false statements, uh, so on. Uh, I still hadn't had it, had not been given a copy of the actual indictment against me. I asked if I could call my lawyer. Uh, they said, your lawyer has already been called. Now, I was arrested at 6 o'clock, and uh, um, the special counsel's office put out an announcement of my arrest and indictment at 6.17, but CNN was on my street, which had been sealed off to anyone else, uh-huh. uh, and we're asked to believe that the CNN producer, who's a former special assistant to FBI director James Comey, uh, and a former employee of the FBI, was operating on a hunch. Right. Not believable. Um, now, if I was dangerous, they would have been putting the CNN crew's life in danger. Uh-huh. But um, I don't own a gun. I don't have a valid passport. The idea that I, they had to rush my house because I would destroy evidence uh, is absurd because I've been under investigation for two years. Nineteen of my associates have been uh, interrogated by the FBI or brought before the grand jury. If I were going to destroy evidence, which I have not done, to be clear, I would have done it a long time ago, <laughs> not last Friday. Right. So um, this was uh, something out of this, you know, this mm. was like a Gestapo thing. There was a helicopter overhead. There were 17 vehicles in the front yard, including two armored units. Uh, my house backs onto a canal. There were two amphibious units in the back with frogmen. The entire house was surrounded, as we now know, by people pointing uh, assault weapons at, at the house. Um, it, it, it was something out of a movie. Uh, it was they were treating me like a drug kingpin. And what's it? You were you're telling me a little bit about before this about what life is like for you generally. You said you're receiving death threats. Your your wife has uh, been threatened. Your it, your house has been it, surrounded. It, it, yeah. it has gotten progressively worse. So we've gotten to the point um, where every time CNN or MSNBC uh, says my indictment uh, is imminent, that I'm going to be arrested any minute, that I'm a Russian spy, that I'm a Russian traitor. Uh, you know, I can't go out to a restaurant uh-huh. or an airport or uh, or even in Austin when Owen and I try to go out for a steak, uh-huh. and he does owe me a steak. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we're confronted by, by liberals who want to get violent. I uh-huh. mean, they, they, you know, uh, it's one thing when they just yell, you're a Russian traitor, you're a scumbag, you'll die in jail. I try to just ignore them. A man tried to run me over on the street the day before Christmas. 
All right, I'm going to stop it right there. Um, I wanted all of you to just listen to that and let that percolate for a second. So aside from the excessive force that they used um, going into his home to um, arrest him for process crimes, right, nonviolent crimes, the sting operation, aside from that, that could have went sideways, and you heard it himself. My wife was deaf. So, you know, if they weren't alerted to that, you know, and if she, you know, obviously can't hear them and wouldn't obey, they could have shot her. And that is really what the, the, the whole, this is just insane. For me, it could have went sideways. When I saw it live streaming, I was terrified. I was so grateful he opened the door. I was thinking it could have just went so wrong, so fast. And there were actual people throughout our nation cheering for this. And, you know, like he said, you know, the reporter that was there from CNN used to work for Director Comey. And, you know, a lot of people are saying the FBI tipped off CNN. They lied and said that it was a hunch. I'm telling you that it was Broward County Sheriff. That's who found out because you don't seal off, you know, streets. You don't bring amphibious units. You don't do all this without advising local police and sheriffs. So I'm pretty sure, no, I'm... 100% sure, because I have a very ironclad source, that it was Broward County Sheriff. They knew about it from the day before. This was planned. This is how he was there. He wasn't just in the neighborhood with a lawn chair waiting for this, okay? Because he was recording before they even knocked on the door. So this was all staged with the mainstream media. But even before that... Them calling him a Russian agent, you know, them saying whatever. The mainstream media, along with all their little trolls, which are usually what? Losers that don't know how to use the bathroom. They don't know which bathroom to use, let's say. That need handouts because they have imaginary diseases. That, um, you know, do little things like um, odd jobs because, you know, you can't have a real job because then you can't get the benefits from the government for free. Those are the people that perpetuate violence. His wife, his family threatened, marginalized, put in a corner, not being able to enjoy civil liberties. And in the end, right, in the end, when he's vindicated, what happens then? This whole torment that he went through is down to the mainstream media. And a lot of us are saying, well, what can we do? They're fake news. We can do a lot and hold them accountable. We've seen it. Look at CNN. They're begging people to advertise for them. Their ratings are less than that running reruns of children's cartoons. But it's not just CNN. It's not just NBC. It's every single facet of the media that has these insane, biased persons running them. So the Covington boys, so controversial, so incredible, just malicious, vindictive, disgusting, digging up things, saying things that were untrue and putting them through as through as and putting them forth as truth. And you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's really difficult to sue the media for libel. You have to prove that they have malicious intent against the individual they're targeting, right? 
Well, a lot of people have that proof, just like Robert Barnes does. And you know what? They can be private companies, but the the bottom line is their job is to serve the community. And when they serve the community entertainment and falsehoods, they can no longer be called the free press. When they send things out, you know, to be reported falsely and skewed to, you know, fit the Mueller narrative, fill whatever narrative they want of whoever they side with, they can be sued no matter how private they think they are. Especially when there are communications that validate these notions of perpetuating falsehoods, attacking, using social media. I mean, the New York Times is so deep in it. I mean, they were literally on social media pretending to be different people and for and fueling the conversation. They were creating sock puppets. And this, guys, doesn't happen just like on people like Roger Stone. It happens to people like you and I. You know, it happens all the time. If you dare say Roger Stone did nothing wrong, you're banned. If you dare say, hey, this isn't right, why are you attacking the children? Not just for the Covington boys, but his children or other people's children. You're banned. If people are sending death threats and you're like, hey, that's a little bit out of order, you're banned. This is the way they operate. This is evil right there. And you know what? The biggest guns, the biggest attacks that you see are always done against the people that are right. The closer you are on that target, the more you have to expose, the more you pull their dirty laundry out of the hidden crypto holes they have, they bring it on. They will come with full force. And it's up to us to be able to discern that. I mean, look, a a process crime and you've got how many agents? Al Chapo didn't get bombarded with so many agents when he was arrested. Osama bin Laden didn't even. Yet for a process crime that was not a flight risk, they come at him. How is if someone is being persecuted by a political opponent... And all they have to claim is big words and big nothing burgers for maybe a total of $3,000, if they were even correct. Let's just say it. Three, let's say 5000 Let's round it up. Even 10000 Let's pretend. And they take them to court and they maim them. And they're pulling them through dirt. They're saying all these things. They're putting it out there in the media to discredit them. Why would someone want to discredit someone? Isn't it all about... The truth will come in court. Why are you using the media as your arm? Because you need to discredit. Because if someone pulls out of their pocket written witness testimony from like maybe a wife or a relative or a victim that you've raped children, guess what happens? If you're discredited, no one's going to listen. That's what they do. And what are they worried about with Roger Stone? I mean, they really want Russia to, to be really, really in this and colluding with our president when it turns out the only collusion with Russia ever against our country was done by the Obama, Clinton, and Bush 43 administrations. And mind you, by Mueller himself, because he delivered the Uranium One sample. So it doesn't make sense, does it? And all of us just sitting there, well, they're fake news. No, 
We need to take charge and hold them accountable. I don't care if they say, well, I pay for this. It's mine. I can write whatever you want. Then don't push it as news. You are not getting my advertising money because communities, cities, states should fight back. How dare they portray themselves as independent sources of information, yet peddle that biased, unwarranted, unsubstantiated information to to take out persons like Roger Stone? Whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty? Whatever happened to children or off limits? I mean, with the idiot Parkland shooter kids over there, standing there, putting up their Nazi salutes, demanding that we disarm ourselves at the drop of a hat that happened to be in every single scenario. So we can't talk about them, but we can talk about anybody else's children, right? Like Roger Stones or the Covington kids, right? We could talk about everybody's kids, but those kids, right? This is criminal. And I am so glad that many people like myself are taking a stand on this. Because when you cross that line and you maliciously with the intent to cost the person financial harm. I mean, Roger Stone is just one example. These Covington kids, there were people emailing the school, potential applications to colleges, to temporary employers, telling them how their employees or that potential student is X, Y, and Z. They've never met this kid. They don't know this kid. They haven't lived with this kid. How can they come out and do it? That's called criminal harassment. And that is with the intent to cause harm, financial and psychological duress on the individual that you're targeting. And I'm speaking from experience on this one. And the thing is, is that these people think they can get away with it because you haven't done anything. Right, Roger? But he's going to do something. We just have to wait. That's the way it is. You wait. The Covington kids lawyer gave them an opportunity. Kathy Griffin had to retract her statement and she did so because she knows that she's going to get sued and she obviously has no money. I mean, she's broke. She's broke. Ilhan Omar, congresswoman, had to retract her statement because she knew she would get sued and possibly removed from her position. But CNN, New York Times haven't because they think the law is on their side because they're a private company. But when you have fueled and contributed, contributed, because that's the beauty of things, that when you use the internet, everyone can see what you can do. You can make as many profiles as you want. But when it comes down to it in a courtroom, Facebook will hand it all over for potential crimes. So you that have, you know, multiple profiles that are CNN workers, NBC workers going on there and instigating and sock puppeting and being trolls, it all comes out. And the thing is, you don't even know that these warrants are issued because they're done under cloak and dagger. Because they're not going to tell you that they're issuing them. You think that if you delete your profile and your chats that they're gone forever? Oh, no, they aren't. Because that's the agreement the government has with Facebook and with Twitter and with all the other apps you think you're safe from. So, you know, when they catch the editor of the New York Times with a fake profile, sock puppeting, or going into a group where people are organizing to attack children to attack individuals, to organize with Antifa, (laughs) that comes back to you. I don't care how 
you know, ironclad, you think you're protected. I don't care how you think your VPN will obfuscate what device it's coming from. This is 2019. The technology is insane. And this goes for people on the Mueller team, too. People within the FBI. I mean, they do sting operations to catch pedophiles all the time, undetected. You think these high-level pedophiles and child traffickers don't have ways to verify where you're uh, coming in from? But, you know, there's something called diversion. You know, a technology that we don't have. They can listen in onto your phone. They can see what you're doing at work. They can see everything, everything. And people think they can get away with it. The fake news think they're not. This is the time that they will be taken down. And, you know, our president responding to what happened to Roger Stone was very appropriate. Because at the bottom, this is a citizen. Regardless if you like him, regardless if you hate him, this is a private individual that has been caught up in some legal battle and you have no right to judge and and act the way you do. Why can't this man go and enjoy a steak? Because in a month, two months, three months, he becomes innocent. Then what? You've just made his life miserable for two, three years. How does he get repaid for that? But you know... The funny thing about karma is, is that you may not see the effects because you're already a loser doing something like this, but it'll affect your children, you know, because karma gets passed on. And, you know, the more you put out there, the more it comes back to you. I mean, if you're someone listening right now that has done that, sit down and reflect how jumping on and chiming in to annihilate someone, you know, is going to reflect on you. Like, what does that say about your moral compass? Not much of a moral compass, is it? The fake news era is coming to an end, and it's up to all of us to hold them accountable. Write letters. Send it to their actual owners. Let them know. Stop paying for advertising. That's how you heard them. Where the money is. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855 800 
guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back uh, to this half of the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tori underscore says and Gab, Tori underscore says. You can always uh, come on to www.torysays.com where I publish um, articles. I have great writers too. If you're not following Haley Kennington, you should. She is amazing. She breaks stories before everyone else. Um, she's pretty incredible. Um, Let's pick up again with the fake news, but take it a different way, aside from the malicious attacks on individuals and how the corrupt deep state, this mafia, these gangsters that run our cities, our towns, our states, and our nation are using the mainstream media as their weapons. Because, you know, people are insane these days. We're seeing that it's okay to kill babies once a woman is being dilated. It's okay to even kill a baby and let it die if it has a birth defect, like, I don't know, Down syndrome, or has a hole in its heart, because it's up to the parent to decide if it lives. These are very vicious, nefarious, Luciferian times. It is incredible what the left stands for. And you know, I said it on the Scott Adams show on WFYL this morning, but I had a conversation with a very good friend of mine, um, very devout Christian woman who struggles to see things. And, you know, you know, the thing is, I tell people this and to all my listeners, you know, it. I don't want you to take what I say as gospel. I want you to think. I'm hoping that you listen to the words because basically what we do is deconstruct what they're telling us and what our president is telling us. What we need to understand is when President Trump came to office, uh, 
He came to office and won by a landslide. Uh, you know, I had written an article two months ago that indicated that many uh, legal and illegal immigrants are registered to vote, and many of them have voted. And I published that, and I filed complaints with multiple states where there was evidence of such because of the way that they work with the DMV. See, the bottom line is the way these legal and illegal immigrants are able to end up on voter rolls and just show ID and vote is because the DMV is what they pull. If you're registered in that, you know, area, in that voting polling location, your name and address will pop up and they won't ask you, are you a U.S. citizen? I mean, they implemented it in my state this year and that's only because I kicked up a, a storm about it. I went everywhere and, and you know what? People were mocking me and I was thinking, are they insane? I mean, I saw my husband's name on it and I said, cross it out because you know what? The law says that if you're a resident alien or an illegal immigrant and you vote, you get automatically deported. There is no way I would allow his name to float there and someone pretend that they provided, you know, identification and then my husband gets deported because that would ruin my family. So I'm very strict on what is correct. See, there's a right and a wrong and a correct, right? Correct usually aligns with right. Not always. But, but <laughs> it does most of the time. This is the problem. So I complained to multiple states in Texas where we're seeing the first one. This is two months ago. New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma. I um, complained in Wisconsin, Minnesota, my state, of course, to all the secretary of states. And I said, this is your problem. You need to change the way your division, Secretary of State, works and mandate that the DMV tick a box on their end that nobody else can see, right? Nobody else can see that says they have no right to vote. So they are excluded when the list is populated, kind of like the way they're like, if you're not 18 or over, you can't vote. Even if you have a driver's license at the age of 16, you will not end up on that list. So why not tick, you know, when you export that document, non-citizens too. Oh, and I'll tell you what my secretary of state, who's been secretary of state since forever, ever, ever, and is going to die in it, right? He's going to die in that position. He's already got one foot in the grave. He sat there and told me to my face, listen, Tori, that's racist. It's a Title IV issue. I was like, no one's going to know. We're going to know. The federal government already knows. The state already knows. How is this racist? This is what they do. And, you know, he runs on a Republican ticket, too, which is hilarious. Because, like I said before, there is no Republican and Democratic Party. These are all manufactured ideas. Why would you have two opposing parties? Because then you can teeter-totter the government rather than keep the centrists in the middle. And what Donald Trump did when he came into office, he gave all the people under the party he chose to run on, because he could have run independent, the opportunity you either step down or I'll make you leave. And 58 of them just purged themselves. And he replaced them with people that were all about the America first agenda to keep us safe, to promote our economy, to allow us to dictate the economy and to give power back to the people, which the previous Republicans that so easily resigned or didn't run again, weren't with. And we still have some senators and House members in our Congress and House, right, the Senate and the House, we still have them, 
that thought, well, what has he got on me? I'm cool. I've been in here way too long. I've beat the system way too long for him to have anything on him. But the thing is, what they don't realize is that Donald Trump isn't doing all of this himself. He has people like you and I doing all the digging and filing all the complaints for him because the people are tired. We are the majority. There are 25 million illegal immigrants, and that is how Hillary Clinton got votes. Aside from the double voting, the fake voting, the empty ballots and fake ballots. So I'm, I'm, I'm here and I stand by it. In the end, when this audit actually occurs nationwide, she would have gotten a maximum maybe of 30 million votes. From her cheating, from machines, to you name it. The majority is speaking now. The majority is taking control. And this is where we need to hold these fake news outlets, these propaganda mouthpieces responsible for what they do. And not only are they attacking individuals, but they are attacking our religion. We're seeing it from everywhere. Um, You know, Judaism is being attacked, Christianity even more. I mean, listen to what Sarah Sanders said and how they mocked her. You know, when she said, if God didn't want President Trump to be president, he wouldn't be president. So obviously he wanted him, remember? And they mocked her. How, how truthful is that statement? It is. Nothing happens without it being meant to happen. We control our destiny as per se, but there are interventions. And, you know, the election of President Donald J. Trump was planned. Planned by people like you and I who were fed up. And he was the only man that would be able to take the mud in the face, take those arrows and stand between the people that are attacking us. Because their goal is just to enslave every man, woman, and child. Let's just take a listen to what Sarah Sanders said. Us to uh, fill different roles at different times. He wanted Donald Trump to become president, and that's why he's there. Even God was like, what the hell? I can't take my eyes off you people for a minute. I think the Democrats need a little bit less caffeine right now. Howard Schultz sledging not to be a spoiler in the 2020 White House race. Stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. Uh, But within a half an hour, we're going to go outside because it's National Hot Chocolate Day. Okay, so I overplayed that. Um, The mainstream media has now started to attack um, President Trump's cabinet. Uh, They have started, you know, they've been doing it. Look at Sarah Sanders when she went to eat and she was told to leave. This isn't how civilized people behave. This isn't how people should behave in general. There are many people that I do not like, that I despise. I despise. But that doesn't mean that I have the right to exclude them from enjoying the liberties that my country affords them. That doesn't mean that I can't understand their behavior. I mean, think about this way. Uh, Like I said, you know, sock puppets, trolls are paid for individuals. They literally get paid. I mean, we've seen it with Casserstein. We've seen it with a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook where they create these groups and they recruit because for some reason, and I'm going to kick it over to Christianity for a bit, but it was told to us, you know, many years ago by many saints as well, that it'll come a time where malice 
from a box in your house will rule your heart. And I've talked about how your social media profiles, your activity, even every search you do on Google is documented and it's a part of you. You're training the internet to understand you. It creates a profile. This is your artificial intelligence profile. That is more telling than you sitting across from me and having a cup of coffee and laughing. What I see, your footprint, what you search, what you download, what you watch, what you comment on is the real you. And it pains my heart to see so many people so vicious, so nasty. And it's kind of like they're either professional busybodies or extremely unhappy with themselves to cause such harm to people. Like there are literally websites where, you know, um, you can go and it'll be a group of people and they see a woman on the street and she's done something funny. You know, it happens. And, um, you know, you're in a closed community like high school, let's say, and they take that picture and then there's like thousands of people watching this and they're berating the person. They're ridiculing the person. And you think to yourself, how is this even allowed in our society? Look at the people that join pages and groups like this. They're disgusting. Like imagine if I, right, was like the chief of police or, you know, some prominent member of, you know, my city or my state's community. And I saw this behavior. I would reprimand every single elected official that would participate in anything like this because it speaks volumes to your character. Tells the world exactly who you are. You are nothing but someone who enjoys putting people down. You think you're better than other people because you can do this. And, you know, all of us fall into those pockets, you know, where we think we're better than someone else. We're only human and we all sin and we all take that route every now and then. But think about it. Let's pretend you were sitting across from Jake Tapper of CNN and you expressed your opinion. He would scoff at you like, hey, commoner, go away. I'm, do you know who I am? This is my show. I can say whatever I want. Who do you think you are, peasant? Well, that peasant, right, pays taxes for television, pays advertisers, right? The, the, the people that advertise on your show. If that peasant and along with 20 million peasants decides, Jack, Jake Tapper, you're, you're not a good person and we don't want to pay anymore. You'll realize who that peasant is. We need to do this. We need to show them. I mean, our wallets already spoke on who the mainstream media is. Look at Huffington post all fired. Buzzfeed fired. So many of them every day. Why? Because our wallet spoke. Hacks that portray themselves as journalists, reporters, editors, impartial reporters, etc., publishers, they need to start learning how to code. Because when news gets out to the people that actually fund your operations, right, and they see that they're being hurt financially, you'll have the same fate as the Huffington Post. Nobody cares. And nobody will have our mind. You know, we're all complicit in this. Even myself. I mean, how many times have you written an email to someone, uh, made a phone call and complained about things that are being said? You know, how many times? Probably none. I used to be like that too. 
I'm not impartial to this. I'm not righteous and you're not. I'm telling I'm totally to blame for it too. All of us are. We all have to take charge because we have a president that just gave us our country back. We have the biggest voice right now, the biggest reach for everything right now. And we are not taking advantage of it. Instead, we are perpetuating an environment that is poison. Not for our country only, but for ourselves. This is where we need to start to realize that we are in control. And, um, you know, having said that, I wanted to make note on things that our president tweeted this morning. Um, You know, uh, one thing, oh, on that note, let's just say while I do that, you know what Roger Stone had said once? He said, if people don't have evidence of what they're saying, they have theater. So when you see the mainstream media or a group of persons, selected persons, manufacturing things, and you know, if you call them out, they'll ban you. They'll shut you down. They'll, they'll, they'll orchestrate stories to, to, to just say whatever. There's no racism. They'll find it anyway. There's no crime. They'll just make one up. There's no this. They'll just do it because that is how they are. They foam at the mouth. And what do they use? They use theater when they have no evidence. But, you know, evidence comes to surface at some point, right? That's the way it always works. See, our president today told us exactly what the state of our country is at this moment. He's been tweeting quite a lot since he got up this morning over five hours ago. He said, so great to watch and listen to all these people who write books and talk about my presidential campaign and so many other things related to winning and how I should be doing it. As I take it all in, I sit back and look around and I say, gee, I'm in the White House. They're not. Exactly. Exactly. There's so many people that can tell you what's good, what to think of someone, how you're doing it wrong. But at the bottom line, no one is where you're sitting. Okay. We're not saying everyone's sitting in the White House, but you're not sitting where I'm sitting. I'm not sitting where you're sitting. So I can't judge how you're doing something just as you can't judge what I'm doing. Pretty, pretty, pretty nice message and a pretty good jab to those people trying to make money. You know, like Comey, let's go back to Comey for a second. He's been missing in action, you know, in this scathing OIG. That's number one. That's one of the individuals because it correlates to the actual filing that was used in order to determine misusing a company. And what was the company? It was damn CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike, 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 a judge in 2016 reprimanded Loretta Lynch and Clapper for using a non-bonafide, non-registered, non-cleared contractor of the FBI and used the evidence. It's CrowdStrike, guys. You know, and who was on that and gave an affidavit? It was Comey. So there goes your one guy, just so you know. And, you know, he wrote a book, too, but that was probably for his legal defense. (laughs) So let's go to the next tweet. He says, large sections of the wall have already been built with much more either under construction or ready to go. Renovation of existing walls is also a very big part of the plan to finally, after many decades, properly secure our border. And he capitalized those words, spell out SOB, just saying. And he says, the wall is getting done one way or another. 
Further to that, he said, let's just call them walls from now on and stop playing political games. A wall is a wall. Now, on that note, yesterday's show, and I'm sorry that I haven't uploaded uploaded um, the previous two shows on the podcast. I'm waiting for the producer to send it to me because I had an issue in recording them myself on my end. So um, I played on the show yesterday a clip of Senator John Hoven of North Dakota – who's a supposed Republican. He's got a great porn stash going on. Um, He is the biggest rhino. And listening to that interview, I tweeted it out as well. He was, uh, you know, he was asked, like, what do we call this? A fence, a a wall, a barrier? And he's like, I'm more comfortable with a barrier. Let's call it a barrier. That was just the, right there. You could see he is not on the America first side. What is wrong with calling it a wall? It's a wall. It's offensive to want a wall? Really? It's offensive to want to put a physical barrier, which is a wall, to deter crime, drugs, gangs, child and human trafficking. Come on. Like, common sense tells you that this isn't right. I mean, I am terrified of the people that subscribe to this ideology. They think that building a wall is racist. They think that it's immoral. And they find that word as a trigger. It's a trigger. So he's calling them all out, those uh, in the committee, and he pretty much tweeted it out too. He actually talked about the committee himself. He said Republicans on the Homeland Security Committee, which is Senator John Hoven in there too, are wasting their time. Democrats, despite all of the evidence, proof, and caravans coming, are not going to give money to build the desperately needed wall. I've got you covered. Wall is already being built. I don't expect much help. See, like I said two days ago, and like I said yesterday, this committee was a facade. He put in the Republicans he needs to weed out. Because, you know what, I, I was re-watching that interview with um, Chris Berg and John Hoven, and Chris Berg gave him a great idea. So are you going to bring all these people, you know, to testify from Border Patrol and tell you what they need? He goes, yeah, I'm actually going to try that, and we're meeting tomorrow. Like, he gave him the idea. He wasn't going to do anything. He was going to sit there and listen to them and kind of take a back seat and let the insane liberals run while he pushes his companies and what his state has invested in, which is drones. He had no intention of a wall. I mean, he didn't even want to call it a wall. He wanted to call it a barrier. Like, no conservative, no America first person, nobody that's on the side for national security would say, don't call it a wall, call it a barrier. So who was he saying that for? The Democrats. For the liberals that are listening to him, that's who he was saying it for. For those clowns. So our president is a genius, putting all these clowns together in one room and I could just picture it. He's sitting there on the chair, maybe from the, you know, the head of the table. He's probably the second chair in to the, to the left. And you know what? That's another science in itself. You can tell a lot about a person where they sit. Usually observers that want to feel like they're at the head of the table will flank the head of the table in a conference room, but sit in the second chair, not the first one. And they won't say anything. They'll just sit there like tools, like plants. They'll just, you know, sit there and exist. Because they know what they want, 
And they will only go with the idea that they want. And maybe they'll chime in if they feel the necessity to. That's that type of, that's what that senator is. And if he's listening, he's probably thinking, how does she know that? (laughs) He said, uh, our president said, more troops are being sent to the southern border to stop the attempted invasion of illegals through large caravans into our country. We have stopped the previous caravans and we will stop these also. With a wall, it would be so much easier and less expensive. Exactly. With a wall, you wouldn't need an agent every, you know, 30, 50 feet. You would be able to have agents... patrolling certain sectors, but they wouldn't be able to jump over quick enough to not be seen. You would be able to have a wall and then have sensors to kind of tip you off that someone's jumping, so you turn around on your route, but you need a wall. It's cheaper. Like how many millions of people are going to have at the border? And here's the problem with people. Everybody has a price. Remember that. You know, how many Border Patrol agents have been, uh, you know, arrested for taking money from coyotes how many of them are already taking money how many of them are engaging in sexual acts with children i mean we saw so much of that reporting the problem with having people in predicaments where they can have lucrative outcomes is that every single person has an achilles heel you get vulnerable, you get greedy, and if someone says, look, I'll drop you 20000 cash, unmarked bills, just let me take this woman and child over the border, you'll play stupid and let them go. And then pretend that you didn't see it. And then slowly, over time, you'll spend that $20,000 so it doesn't you know, show. These people don't get paid a lot, so they're easy to be corrupt. I know we monitor their bank accounts, but no idiot's going to take a, you know, a cash donation of $100,000 and put it in their bank. No. They'll save a little bit of money, maybe go and buy a car, maybe give it to a friend, maybe go overseas and open up an account and use that card. You know, people are smart. They're not stupid. Or maybe they'll just dump it in cryptocurrency or a bunch of disposable gift cards, you know, that aren't traced. I mean, these people are vulnerable because they're human beings. Unfortunately, with human beings, there's a good side and a bad side. And your bad side definitely has a price. I mean, people sell their souls, you know, for anything. Look at what, you know that the day that they introduced that bill in Virginia to be able to kill a baby while a woman is dialing, like abort it right then and there and kill it. Pretty much it's infant side if the kid is coming out and the woman is dilated. While they were pushing that bill, they were also, the same woman was pushing a bill to save caterpillars. So caterpillar lives are more important than human ones. Think of the insanity. insanity. And these people always have a price. Do you really think a woman with four kids would wake up one day and say, yes, we should just kill all babies if you don't want it? If you're mentally anguished and you have this baby and you don't want it or it's sick or it needs a surgery, you have the option to just let it die. Or if you don't want it while you're pushing because it hurts too much, we'll just kill it for you. You know, this is where we're at. Now, I'm coming up to a break. That was pretty quick, huh? I will be opening up my phone lines for questions and we'll continue on the wall talk about Mueller and everything else in between. See you all in a few.
Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic. Filtered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the final hour of the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter at Tory underscore says. Same goes for Gab. And you can always find my latest pieces that I write up on ToriSays.com. And obviously, I'm always here on Red State, live, 12 to 2 Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Now, um, the second hour, as I say, I open it up for people that want to ask questions. I do get a lot of messages from you that says, I don't want to ask questions because I just want to listen. And I know a lot of you are probably just having me in your earbuds while you work or when you drive. Um, uh, So I appreciate you, but I always love um, my listeners to help me drive the conversation. So during the break, you know, I check my messages uh, just to see if anything's going on, you know, on fronts that I'm investigating. Or, you know, if anyone that uh, is listening, text me. And I got a message from someone. Uh, so obviously the topic of fake news that we've been discussing um, resonates with a lot of you. So feel free uh, to chime in. Again, the number here is 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. You can call in anytime. Now, the message asked me to kind of talk about deep fake. Now, deep fake is a problem. It's uh, fake news to the nth power. This is where fake news takes another level um, of technology onto it. It's basically the way they use artificial intelligence to superimpose people into videos. And not only that, with the audio recordings from telephones, from me on the radio, obviously I really sound a lot better on the radio than I do in person. So (laughs) I would know if someone superimposed my radio voice because it sounds completely different in person, I think. But anyway, um, what they do is is that they take uh, your voice print um, and artificial intelligence can actually manipulate your voice, like use your voice pattern. And have you say something else. Not only that, they, they can create video and superimpose your face and have you say something else at the same time. This is fake news to an extraordinary level. This is real stuff. You know, I was talking about how, you know, miserable, low life, losers, 
corrupt clowns make multiple profiles, you know, and, you know, um, on their Facebook and Twitter and troll people, right? Or, you know, make phone calls and pretend to be someone else. But, you know, if you actually call, phone in and, and subpoena a phone company for those records of received calls, it's not there. You know, those people, um, you know, are the first level. The second level is the media coming up. Uh, we have a caller on. Let me bring him on. Welcome, caller, to the Tory Says Show. Where are you from and where are you calling from? And your name? Well, I'm Dan, uh, Tori. I just wanted to – I'm calling from Georgia, by the way. How is Georgia? How is Georgia? You, you guys are getting cold there too, uh, right? We had 21 the other day, but it, uh, Georgia's a great state. Thank God we didn't get Stacey Abrams, but so far we're going to hang in there and have apparently, uh, yeah. a wonderful state. That's yeah, apparently she's it. talking at the State of the Union. That's pretty incredible. Look who they're putting up, but okay. Right. <laughs> it is incredible. I just wanted to compliment you and your just outstanding uh, shows. It really, uh, you have the most unique insight than uh, most everyone else on radio, so I wanted to compliment you. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate and, uh, it. Tell me, what's on your mind? What I, do you uh, want to talk and, about? And one other, well, one other point real quick has really been dis- really disgusting and disturbing, and I think it reflects so poorly upon not only the FBI, but I believe this whole uh, uh, charade that how they hit Stone's house was more of a of a, an intimidating factor t- throughout the nation to, to kind of send a subtle message to anybody that supports uh, this administration that this could happen to you. And it's, it's a discouraging effect for anybody that Trump may want to put on his or appoint to his cabinet or anybody else under him. Um, Christopher Ray, in my opinion, needs to go as long with anybody else down to the special agents in charge in the field offices that was appointed under Holder or under the Obama administration. I think we're clearly seeing the absolute corruption, what's going on, and it's going to take 20 years after the cleanup for them to ever regain any respect. And you said, and, and you said your name's Dan, right? Um, right? Yes. Okay. So, Dan, you know yeah. what? I completely agree with you on that uh, because, you know, I've actually contemplated this. I was thinking, well, I'm all for the fact of just gutting the FBI, gutting the intelligence agency, all of them, fire them all down to the janitor and replacing them. But the problem is, is that we have this mockingbird media, this fake news media that will say he's not doing it for our interests. He's a dictator and he just wants to put his own people in there. And that's what's scary, because like you said, we have these people in there that are literally sending out messages to people like you and I who dare raise our head above them. I mean, I can tell you, I raise my head and I'm, I've seen attacks coming so huge against me that I'm not speaking about publicly because I'm currently in litigation about it. But this is something they do. And that, that is something that I think I mentioned on air. It could have been uh, on Scott Adams show too, that, Indeed, this was a message to anyone, anyone. Look at what we can do, and you can't do anything to stop us. Um, it, it is really scary. I mean, you know, we're not going to tell the president how to work. I'm pretty sure he's doing the best he can uh, without um, giving more uh, fuel uh, to the mockingbird propaganda media. I mean, how would you tackle it? Like, for me, I would have just gone in there like a bull in a china cabinet and said, everybody's fired, go. 
Get out of here. You're gone. Your janitor, don't care. You're still fired. I'll clear you and investigate you. And if you and if you're good, you're coming back. Everybody else fired. That's what I would have done. I mean, what would you have done? I mean, I'm not the president, but you know, I would have taken that approach. What would have been your approach? I mean, how do you fix something like this? Well, well, Tori, I think you make a great point. I think it, uh, Trump's trying to play the cards right to see if he can get reelected. I think you're gonna if if and hopeful he can. I think you're gonna see a clean sweep. I also believe that in your point of view that it may come to a point where he may not get reelected based on all the biases, and it, it may be time for him to just go in there and start cleaning house because if he doesn't and the Dems take over, we won't have 10 years left in our nation. Yeah, I think four years I, I is – I think he needs yeah. to clean Maybe even less, and I also think the uh, just the uh, FISA courts and everything else has to be completely eradicated. We're seeing how corrupt it can be and how it can be uh, circumvented to really go after anybody and anything. Well, personally, I don't think that he, um, there's any threat to him being reelected. He's done a lot, and you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I've been saying it since day one when uh, he announced his candidacy. But I'm telling you, Yang is the problem. Yang is the one that is um, pre- preaching Yang for humanity. He's giving people free money. He's telling them, I'll assign you jobs if you can't find any. Uh, free education, Medicare for all. Um, you know, And he's pandering to those miserable people. And then he's also pandering to those people that struggle to accept the president because of, you know, him being, you know, uh, you know, a young, very rich billionaire that had women falling at his feet, you know, because he was gallivanting when he was younger. That discredits what he's doing, even though he's lowered taxes, boosted our economy. You know, our stock market had an, a great high just yesterday. Um, you know, he's uh, re- reinvigorated our coal, our steel. Um, he's created new agreements. He's diffusing situations of war. He's trying to, to, to keep us secure and he's giving us more power back yet all of that is being overshadowed by lies by discrediting anyone around him um by by any means possible you know um roger stone made a point saying that i would never you know uh, bear false witness to the president i'll tell you what uh having been in a predicament where uh, you know and i'm a nobody right but they pick on nobody's too. Having been in a predicament where it could have been construed kind of like Roger Stone, look at, you know, who he hangs out with or who he's dealing with. Ah, you know, I just remove myself from that. Uh, only to not cause harm to the general message. You know what I mean? And uh, it's unfortunate I that do. we have to step down and say, all right, I'm, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to be okay with this because I have to. Um, to be honest though, you know, I just wanted to mention something that people haven't been talking about. He retweeted someone saying that our economy is the gold standard right now, and he said, not yet. I saw that. Yeah, and Corey. that means – I saw that. Yeah. And, Go on. And after you mentioned in, in a few of your uh, past shows about going back to the gold standard, I did see that tweet, and it kind of rung a bell in my mind as well when he said not yet. I think there could be very – You'd be um, right on to something, and your your insight has always been outstanding. And I always said when uh, exactly with that tweet that you just mentioned that he he does send subtle messages, and he's ahead of the game. But uh, 
I think it may come to a point where we may need to go that way. I know a lot of the uh, about 50 percent of the a nation is against him based on his tweets and everything else. And I always try to use the analogy to to tell people when they don't like the way he talks. I said, you know, a lot of people didn't like the way George Patton uh, handled himself, but they knew we needed George Patton. I think we're at a time in a crisis in this nation where the only man that could really handle this whole catastrophe that we're in and the corruption is uh, Donald Trump. And I just wish people could see a little clear in that regard. Dan, I totally agree. I totally agree. He's he's a man that has um, danced with these people, rubbed shoulders with them, has been in and out of big business deals. And when he says he's talking with China, he knows what he's doing because it's very, you know, I've, I've said this before on previous shows. It's very difficult for any foreign country or any foreign company to penetrate the Chinese market. You have to have approval from the prime minister or the president of China. You have to kind of visit their house. Um, I've been in such a situation. I've observed it um, through um, Deutsche Bank uh, trying to create an Asia fund. And they were only allowed to have a sales rep office, not an actual. It was actually um, Dresner, uh, DSW Bank, which is like, which was then taken over by Deutsche. They were kind of one in the same, but not really. And they created this um, China fund, Asia fund, but the government dictated what funds they were allowed to trade and how they were going to trade it. So, you know, um, in his tweets today, let me pull it up. He actually made mention of us um, uh, entering their financial markets, uh, which um, rings true, uh, you know, to, to, to my testament to say that he is the right man to kind of tame the un- controllable China, right? Remember, they've got massive bodies, like population size. And, uh, you know, uh, they're very um, autarkic when it comes to their population. And he tweeted out, "Looks looking for China to open their markets, not only to financial services, which they are now doing, but also to our manufacturing farmers and other U.S. businesses and industries. Without this deal... Without this, a deal would be unacceptable. Remember, we have like a Chinese delegation right now, the representatives, right? And their top leaders at the Oval Office. They're speaking right now as I'm talking on air. And, you know, President Xi and them are concerned with Huawei. And remember, I did a show about Huawei way before Huawei was in the news. Because people don't pay attention to the real news anymore. Because the news congests us with all of these fake things that people can't discern fact from fiction and you know and even other conservative talk show hosts radio um you know um tv blogs you know news sources they beat to the drum of the mainstream media i feel like all of them all they do is report rebuttals rather than report what's going on and be different from them and you know this is why i hate kind of answering to what the mainstream media is pushing because that's not the news you know they didn't talk about you know the late term abortion in virginia they wouldn't even mention it i mean but you know why didn't they put the compare and contrast here's a woman saying that we can kill a baby when a woman is dilating but at the same time that same day she proposed a bill right after it to save caterpillars like, you know, this well, you is know, crazy. 
Well, you know, Tori, I said that there's an obvious mis- and disinformation campaign being uh, put on, and I'm sure it's all being contrived by the uh, far left, not only through the media, but everywhere else you're seeing it. But I said the modern-day Tokyo Rose is uh, alive and well these days, and it has, and it has unfortunately, had a great in- has had a great influence on so many people in America, sadly, that they can't see the forest for the trees and so many people want to be vogue and jump on the political bandwagon when they really don't know what they themselves actually stand for nor are they aware of what they really what they think they are wishing for will come back to bite them 10 times over and um and it's just like the border wall. They think that it looks ugly or, you know, the naive people don't really see how important the wall is. And, and uh, just a little exposure when I had an opportunity to be down there that uh, the mass flows coming over um, is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And, I, and people say 11. I can I could bet it's 35 million or more. I, 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 you know what? I I would agree. I would agree. When I heard people saying Hillary Clinton won the majority vote, I'm like, are they insane? Do they know how many illegal immigrants we have in our country? It's not like they document themselves, you know, so you can actually get a body count. It's unquantified. And that's the problem with the border being open. We can't quantify how many people come in. But if people actually saw when Laura Loomer went down to Mesa to the border there, she had gone over the border, come back, gone over so many times. No one came there. It was mountain range. It was, did you see that? I mean, how open was it? And people would just trail in there. Well, I didn't see that part, uh, Tori, but I can say that I, I spent some time in the Yuma area and, uh, they would slide back in uh, 2005 and 2006, the way they're, uh, they congregate and then flood over. There's only, only so many border patrol agents that can catch so many. So if they catch five, can get across and you would see them just roaming throughout this was a daily and an hourly event and it's been going on uh for a well over a 15 years now and the, they hand tied the um, border patrol back then and uh, the black tar heroin was starting to fl- flow into uh, america and nobody seemed to care now we're seeing the opioid uh, addiction being uh, out, out of control and they're blaming the the, the uh, doctors uh, prescribing it's not it's not just uh, over prescription of that oh, black tar heroin was flowing over back uh, 15 years ago yeah you know and in and, and our uh politicians and our pharmaceutical industry is to blame to uh signing on to this agenda i mean i'm all for cannabis i'm okay with it but the thing is the fact that they're allowing it more it's a lot easier to subdue a nation that's high right or well, it's not like cannabis is going to oh. make you dumb, but you know, I'm just saying it's a lot easier to subdue someone that's addicted, and it's not coincidental that we're having these increases now. Um, and you know, with the border, did you hear about? And that wasn't even reported how a woman that was an illegal immigrant was leaving the United States with a million dollars cash going back to Mexico. And you have to think, who was she going to pay? Who was she going to drop off a million dollars in cash? This is how they operate. You know, the terrorists coming through. You know, no one's talking about that. And I I think that's the card he's going to use when he declares a national emergency. Because the bottom line is these caravans are coming. They're being fueled. There's a lady that I'm going to bring on the show. I'm hoping I can get her here next week. 
who's Mexican herself. She was totally on the Dem train until the Dakota Access Pipeline thing happened. And she uncovered some things that are crazy. And when it comes to the caravan and the corruption in Mexico and how they're colluding with not the Democrats, because we keep saying it's just the left. They're Republicans, too, that collude on this, right? Um, right. The anti-American, the pro-globalism, pro-socialism, pro-communism you know, block that we have still, you know, put in position in our nation. Those people are colluding with the Mexicans to help this and push it through. And th- you know what was interesting? Pelosi came out to do her presser today, right? Live. The first thing she said, yeah, we're going to talk about the wall. I mean, it's all about the points, all about the votes. Oh, she just told us, of course, Pelosi, it's all about the votes because no American would actually vote for you. So you need non-Americans to vote for you. Uh, you know, that was the first statement she said. If you watch the video, that is exactly what she said. Like they have Freudian slips every time, you know, uh, no matter how good of a liar you think you are. I mean, she's not. She keeps forgetting that President Trump is Trump and she calls him Bush. You know, she forgets what she had just said. You know, she spaces out. Her teeth are ready to fall out when she talks. You know, she's a hot mess. So, you know, it was it was pretty incredible to see that. But, you know, this wall is important for our nation, uh, for security. Uh, it's it's just incredible what they're doing. It's absolutely I agree. It is, it I, is Tori and it's absolutely vital, and I just want to commend you again, and I won't hold you up anymore for that. I, I do appreciate uh, everything you do and everything Red State Thank does. you so you much. You do a great job. In the- God bless you. God bless you, Dan. Have a wonderful day and stay warm. Thank you. You too. Way Thank up you. There. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. See, um, what Dan said is important. The wall is important. This is a problem that didn't just happen when President Trump took office. It's something that has been happening for a very long time. And it's just come to this point of, you know, that one drop, you know, to make that cup spill over. And that's actually something my father told me once. I remember I confided in him um at some point in my career where I was frustrated and I I said you know I I don't know how I can make a difference I'm I'm nothing how do I how do I fix things um when it's so overwhelming and he said something to me uh that I'll never forget and God rest his soul is you know the difference between a cup overfilling you know spilling over and not is simply one drop that one drop makes all of the difference. So, I mean, take that as you will. I take that as a, yeah, you know what? I may be just one little person, just like there was one little, as they call them, Twitter troll that exposed Mueller's documents. He or she um, had those and put them out. But it was that one drop that made that spill. And every one of you that are listening is one of those drops. Now, um, again, the number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Uh, I think we need to visit Ruth, but I also wanted before the break just to mention something. So I um, I did mention at the beginning of the show that Blumenthal, the magistrate, approved the magistrate court, which doesn't bode well, right, um, when you're at a magistrate, <laughs> Um. um Granted the order to unseal the information in that case. So I don't know where I'm going to track it down, but I've got my eyes on it. But I'm also seeking information from the state of New Jersey and Florida 
because in a very curious way, Frederica Wilson, you know that clown in the cowboy hat that has a lot to say and says a lot of nothing? Yeah, that one. From Florida, she hasn't voted in almost 20 days. Again today, no vote. And also that um, son of Payne, Payne Jr. up in New Jersey, where I called with um, Scott Adams on a conference call asking where he was and nobody knew where he was. He was supposedly in Washington, but not in Washington. And his office, miraculously, obviously, has not gotten back to my request. So both of them are missing. And I've been looking at their local courts um, to see if there's any case. So any of you out there um, from Jersey or Florida that hear anything, you know, of them uh, being indicted, house arrest, you see them, um, you hear something in your courts, please send me an email at Tori at Tori says.com. Pretty much if they're being indicted, it's most likely under seal because they're congresspersons, of course. Um, I am stalking it, but it's very curious that those two have been missing. But for some reason, they're tweeting like they're there reusing old photos. Um, well, for Frederica, that is. Um, and, uh, you know, posting things. So I'm a little bit confused on that. You would think on these crazy bills that the Democrats are trying to push, like H.R. 1, that she'd be present to vote. I mean, why wouldn't she want a bill that says that it's illegal to talk against your senator or congressperson? Why wouldn't she want to reduce the Federal Electoral Committee, uh, you know, body count and to have a sitting president choose it? And, you know, I have confidence that President Trump will be elected. And I know that the gold standard will be instated after 2020 because we can't collapse the economy now before 2020. It has to happen after. Because unfortunately with the mainstream media, we're going to have them making the world within our borders panic. That we're all dying, you know, kind of like global warming. We've only got like five years to live. And, you know, even though lots of us are begging for global warming right now, like me, because this polar vortex went and then next week I'm going to be in the negative 20s and 30s again. um, You know, they're just constantly using fear to keep us uh, on our toes. So uh, what we need to do is expose this fake news media and talk and and word of mouth and discussions with people so they can discern truths, can discern facts and turn the TV off because this is – important not just for our nation but for us as human beings i mean do we really want to stand for what the democrats stand for late-term abortions infant side right do we can we open borders and crime no we're better than that i'll see you guys all in a bit Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. 
drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you, and you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the last part of the Tory Says Show today, January 31st, 2019, Thursday. Um, I just wanted to say I want to talk about the State of the Union and about Ruth. Um, but I wanted to, you know, Dan just called us from Atlanta. And I should give out my number again, shouldn't I? It's a 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. I think I received a call during the break, and um, I don't think they register then. But anyway, see, he's from Atlanta. He's awaiting, like, the Super Bowl, right? It's the 53rd one. Did you guys know that this week, this Wednesday, yesterday, 33 people were arrested for sex trafficking at the Super Bowl? Now, I published an article talking about how at the International Auto Show, they were trafficking children and young adults, right? It's at these big events, these conferences, that we see most of this activity occur. They use a lot of people coming in and out as a way to snack, you know, snag your kids, snag your friend, kidnap women, kidnap boys, kidnap young men, and sell them into sex slavery or, you know, they need their organs or something. They're all targeted. 33 People were arrested and, um, you know, with it just days away. 
And so Homeland Security said those 33 people have been arrested for sex trafficking in the past, you know, 72 hours. It's pretty huge. And four people were recovered. And so they're uh, pretty out there. They've gotten the, you know, this, you know, anyone can sit there and say, oh, Donald Trump didn't do this. Everybody has. This president has made it clear from day one, made it clear during the campaign that what they are doing to children is disgusting. How many times has he said it? How many times has he said how they prey on vulnerable people? And, you know, I keep saying the left because I'm putting them all in that bucket. You know, I myself don't consider myself a Republican. I subscribe to that party because it's my president's, but I'm pretty much a centrist. I would consider myself someone that is all about progress. But for some reason, those, you know, ideologies and the terminologies, just like, you know, how people are saying the left are socialists. They're not. They're totalitarians. You know, and that's what the Obama administration was. That was what the Bush administration was, the Clinton, the Bush before him, and even Reagan after he was shot. Okay. He was a great president, but they, you know, put tape on that mouth. They said, next time the bullet's not going to graze you. Next time you're done. So here's what's going on in Atlanta. You know, they're handing out, um, you know, like soaps literally at hotels because they found missing teens in the metro area of Atlanta. These are teenagers that, um, you know, people would classify as runaways because they were troubled or foster children. And I wrote an article about that. Um, You know, these are foster kids that have had a hard, rough start in life, may have parents that are drug addicts, maybe their parents were put in jail, maybe they died, maybe they were just abandoned at a fire station. These are children that were handed, children, right, innocent children, that were handed a bad deck of cards, that are put in the hands of people that the majority of them don't have kids, called Child Protective Services. This is the most malicious organization that exists that has no legal authority, but for some reason they portray to do and they snag children and they put them in situations because remember, even though human beings are kind, that is our nature to be kind first, not evil, to be nice, to love one another. This is our nature. We're not mean or nasty. Circumstances create that. Um, Greed creates that. Depression creates that. Like, you know, trolls that are online, you know, that you might post a nice picture of yourself and be like, oh, I feel really pretty right now. And you post a picture and someone's like, you look like this. You know, they just want you to be miserable because they're miserable. You know, you're making waves, right? You, um, I don't know, got some award or, you know, are doing something great or got a new job. And there's that, you know, what is it called? Uh, and what is it called? Nan- Downer, Downer Debbie. There we go. Debbie Downer. <laughs> there we go. In the corner, trying to kill your wind or she's not going to do it in your face. She's going to create a little pocket group and invite people you may or may not know and start talking about you. It's depression. So these are harmed individuals, and those always have a price. People that feel the necessity that they need to be better, you know, or they are better, have a price. They get greedy. I've interviewed so many children in the foster system, 
that have been let down, that have been complaining to their social workers that, you know, they're raping me and the social worker documents that they're troubled and they need to move them to house, uh, that run away because they're being raped and instead they're being documented as troubled or they put them in juvie. Uh, these are real things. I've tried myself in the past to um, file against workers that do this on behalf of the child anonymously and nothing happens. They're still there. I have friends that have lost their children, friends that have done nothing wrong but comply. And, you know, my one friend in Oregon went to the hospital, didn't give birth in the hospital, gave birth at her home and didn't go to the hospital at all because she wanted to wait till the 40 days to get the blessing from the church before it leaves the house, you know, uh, totally great birth, totally easy. And then she went for the checkup on the 40 days when she got the blessing and they took her baby away. She had a midwife coming in. She had a nurse coming in, you know, just to check on them to the house. Right. But she actually went to like the first pediatric visit on the 40th day. And she's still in court. That child is now three and has never seen its mother. And she isn't even allowed to see it. So she doesn't even know if the baby exists anymore because for some reason the case keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. This is reality. Who knows? They might have sold the child. It might have died. She's not entitled to any information. The children of our nation are a commodity to many persons. A commodity that is very lucrative and a commodity that is used for very sinister purposes. We see that these organizations like Child Protective Services and that get grants from human health um, services, you know, our federal tax money, are now pawning such services to corrupt organizations that meddle with a lot of things that they shouldn't be. Like I've been saying again and again, Lutheran social services, guys, there's probably one in your state. They're everywhere. Their primary establishment was to be bringing refugees. And they're all bringing refugees from Islam countries that are not Christian, but they bring the Muslims. Okay. And then the majority of them try to join ISIS. (laughs) It's like, can we learn? Or they're bringing diseases, you know? But these people that are working with them are now meddling with child adoptions and foster care. And this, this is a problem. A problem that our president has been attempting to uh, target. A problem that um, he's been looking into. I mean, there are a lot of politicians that fall behind this. Do you guys remember, and I forget her name, gosh, she was um, testifying. Was it in the House? She was, was she a congresswoman? If anyone remembers, call in, tell me, or DM me on Twitter, um, who testified that CPS was kidnapping children and abusing them and selling them, and then she died. They killed her. I, I don't remember her name, but she was an elected official that went to bat years ago for children and lost her life, obviously, because that's a lucrative industry. We all have seen the WikiLeaks emails. You can say it's conspiracy theory, but in no right mind does any adult send any invitation for a party telling you they have a nine, eight, and six-year-old in the pool for your entertainment. 
okay? Even naming their names. We have to be realistic. There are some things we can't just excuse and say, oh, maybe you misunderstood that. Tell me how I can re-understand that in a non-creepy, disgusting way. So we all know that this is something that happens. We all don't want to recognize that it happens because it's hurtful. And we all know that we're responsible for letting it happen because what are we doing to help stop it? Are we on Twitter retweeting stuff like winning? You know, are we on Facebook reposting articles? I mean, in my state, guys, I'm dead serious when I tell you this and fact check. There was a guy who was arrested for child trafficking in Fargo and he got two months prison. Another guy that had assailed a child under the age of 14 multiple times got two years probation. This is real stuff. For some reason, the courts don't care uh, in my state, of course, because it's one of the hottest hubs to, to, to move these children. And, and when your head law enforcement is involved, I mean, guys in Bismarck, the chaplain of the Bismarck police department was caught trying to lure minors and no one did it. He didn't go to jail, nothing. And then before him, the other chief of police resigned because they were kitty diddling. And the guy who, who, you know, when he resigned that was helping him through the situation, you know, of kitty diddling again was a guy named Grossman who now is the attorney general who both the attorney general and him kitty diddle kitty diddle they like help these organized child trafficking networks and it's like how do you fix this you tell someone and they're just like okay yeah we'll look into it and it's like it's still there you know you gather evidence and you put it there and we all know that court systems, FBI investigations, and we can't even trust our FBI anymore, even our intelligence agency. You know, when President Trump said maybe the intelligence community needs to go back to school, he's right. They need to go back to school to civics. He needs to remove every one of them. We don't need liberal intelligence people. We need people that can sit there and look for the objective truth, but in turn, uphold the Constitution. We can't have this hot mess. The only reason we're in this mess is because all of us have been complicit, including myself. Letting it happen. Is it from, for self-preservation? Because, you know, you might walk out your door and you'll be shot. Could it be because, you know, they'll just start harassing you and arresting you on every corner? You know, there's many things that deter people from speaking. But as long as we have a president in office that's listening, what stops you from writing a letter and telling your story? Your story. From wherever you're sitting right now that might have happened next door, in your city, the town over, wherever you are. Nothing stops you from just writing that letter. We need to be a little bit more active as citizens to stop this. We have people taking advantage of the most vulnerable in our community, which are children. I mean, they're so brainwashed that in Oregon they have an outbreak of measles, Okay, which is super funny because they bring a lot of Liberian immigrants there. They have like a big wave of Somali and Liberian immigrants, and they um, carry measles, and it's a specific strain that they have, and that's the outbreak. And people are freaking out. I need to vaccinate my kid. Look, man, I got the measles when I was a kid. It'll just give you long-life immunity. Like, well, what's your problem? Oh, you can go blind. Not with modern medicine. You can't. You'll take your antipyretics, you know, you'll take a course of medication and you'll be just fine. But there are actual children 
that have been brainwashed by their schools to try to see how they can go and vaccinate themselves because their parents won't take them. I am not joking. This is a legit thing. This is how far they've penetrated those thoughts. I mean, do you guys remember like two years ago how Teen Vogue, Teen Vogue, which has subscribers that are between the ages of 10 and 16, had articles with pictures on how to have safe rectal sex. Why would a 10-year-old who just wants to see the cute actor or singer or Justin Bieber on it want to see that? It's like you're telling them it's okay to do it Ottoman style. Is this really what we need our children looking at? That's just food for thought. And it's something that I always circle back to because it's a really big part of President Trump's agenda that he doesn't um, vocalize much. But instead, he actions on it. Now, State of the Union. Okay. So I really wish we had a legal betting system, you know, like William Hill here. I mean, there should be in Vegas, I'm sure, where they could take bets if the State of the Union is going to happen and why it wouldn't. So, you know, people are like, maybe, you know, Ruth is going to appear. I mean, she has to appear on Tuesday. Does she not appear? I mean, we haven't seen her since October, to be real, right? It was first reported that she fell and got hurt because she couldn't take pictures with Kavanaugh, yet they had a superimposed picture of her with Kavanaugh. It was completely photoshopped, right? Because she was never there. That's what the first article that said that she tripped and fell and broke her ribs. So she's been out of the picture since then. No one's seen her. I don't care what anybody says that they've seen her. I probably won't believe it's her. I mean, with great makeup artists, right, you can make anyone look like Ruth. All you need to do is find a skinny old lady and put the right stuff on there and let her hang her head and fall asleep. And you've got Ruth. So would they slot someone in for Ruth or will they pull the plug to delay the State of the Union? That's another thing. Because maybe they'll pull the plug in order to wait another week to do the State of the Union because it'll be a week of mourning, so you can't do it that following Tuesday. So then it'll come over to President Trump's deadline of the 21 days, and then they'll be like, are you shutting it down? Well, no State of the Union for you. That could be it too. So it's pretty curious because as I run my little algorithms to predict, they're all coming out at 33%. Because they don't want to shut down. And he's giving them a deadline till the 21st. Uh, they were adamant of not having the State of the Union, but now they've complied because the government is open. It would make them look bad. President Trump has already dropped, you know, as Scott Adams likes to say, tea leaves about having his list for replacements. We've only got one person that actually reported, oh, yeah, we've spotted her. I don't believe it. The TMZ video was grainy and they had a black nurse and we all know how racist Ruth is. She hasn't even hired a black clerk ever, ever throughout her career. She's racist as they come. So that goes out the window. So the question is, will she turn up? I don't know. What will our State of the Union say? I mean, will he talk about the great economy? Of course. Will he talk about the progress that we're making on foreign relations? Of course. Will he talk about how he's going to be meeting with Kim Jong-un in, you know, in a few days? Of course, because it'll be a few days after, you know, his State of the Union. Will he talk about, you know, pulling out of Afghanistan, what's going on in Venezuela? Hopefully that'll be tidied up real quick. Of course. But will he tell us 
how the emotional state of the union is, how divisive and poisonous it has become because of disinformation. You know, state of the unions are always about telling the nation just how good we're doing. And as a country, and if you see it as a business, we're prosperous, we're on the ball, we've got a great thriving economy, we've got tons of jobs, more people getting off of, you know, food stamps and, and um, aid, we're increasing, um, I would say, the standards to register. So people with fake diseases, you know, that are just lazy and they claim to have things like, oh, I have this and I can't work, um, you know, will be, I think we should source them like they do in the VA and give them a percentage. If they're going to claim disability, I want to see it. I want doctors to tell me they're disabled, not that they're whiners and losers and fat and can't be bothered to work, like actual legitimate an illness. So we're raising the standards. Um, you know, we're trying to fix the healthcare system. You know, we can't have hospitals charging our insurance $50 for a cotton ball, right? Uh, we need to fix that. We've got to fix the insurance issue. We've got to fix the pharmaceutical in- issue, more transparency. They're upcharging us like insane amounts. A pill that costs them five cents to make, they'll charge you $84 for. I mean, these are real things that we need to develop, and he's working on. So, Great economy, great everything, but will we finally see a State of the Union where he calls the demon by his name and says that, you know, even though we're prosperous, even though this, there is this chasm in our, I would say, um, more uh, emotional State of the Union where people are just not making sense. I mean, would that put everyone in a deplorable basket like Hillary? Probably, but it's not everyone. It's just a minority. But I think, you know, it's important to address the nastiness of the media. I think it is important. I don't know. I mean, that's just me. I'm not the president. So um, if being a citizen, that's what I would like him to hear, to call the demons by their name and say what our problems are. Um, you know, maybe even highlight how many people he's arrested for child trafficking, child pornography, human trafficking. That's something he needs to highlight. Highlight it to the point where you show that your numbers are almost triple of what it is for the past, you know, three decades combined. Uh, We're also going to see empty seats, so that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, and another thing that came out with a 22% probability was that – because it came 33, 33, 22, and then like in the single digits, a few of them. But one of them that was striking was that the House Democrats will boycott the State of the Union. So that way we can't see who's missing, uh, which was pretty interesting. I mean, I'd like him to tell us exactly what's up. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, though, you know, that's usually not the tone used. But you know what I would also like? That on the day of the State of the Union when he's done and we have a humanitarian crisis and this is ridiculous and we need a wall and for that reason I'm calling a national emergency right now. Like that would be super mic drop. Like if that would happen, I would be screaming at the top of my lungs, cheering. I'll probably set off fireworks and be like, yo, that was a mic drop. Just like when he told Hillary Clinton you'd be in jail. Um, 
So hopefully that um, will be said. I don't see us seeing any open indictments uh, for the FBI directors and the retired FBI person until after um, next week. You know, that was just put in as a recommendation. So, I mean, someone's got to sit there and say who's indicting Comey. I will be writing up an article on this Atlanta uh, sex trafficking, child trafficking ring. And I will also be writing an article detailing Comey's firing with documentation so you can see exactly why he was fired. That way you can understand why he is one of these individuals. I mean, where's Comey, right? Where in the world is Comey? He hasn't reared his head lately. And Obama and Hillary have been pretty silent too. It's coming down. I I don't know if you guys heard about this, but did you know that there was an attempted attack on our president's motorcade yesterday? Um, I'm just curious to see how many people heard about this. Um, That's pretty incredible, and that's pretty bold, but it also means that um, things are happening, and they're not liking it. They don't like it, and they're scared. Uh, Roger Stone is in D.C. giving a press conference about our president, courtesy of InfoWars. Yes, Uh, someone just sent me that. I wanted to tell you guys, while everyone is bashing the president, right? You remember how I called the Ninth Circus Court as something insane? Remember two weeks ago when I said, you know, he appointed judges and nobody saw? Well, apparently um, he put in three nominees for the Ninth Circus Court. Right. This is the court that the that the insane left goes to the court that oversees the West Coast, Alaska and Hawaii. You know, those Obama appointees that, you know, block everything he says. And this um, came after they thought that they were that, um, you know, this this was announced when actual people from his own camp were scared that he was working with Feinstein and Kamala. Uh, to submit a list that wouldn't change the ideological balance. But um, his list has nothing to do with that. Um, He listed um, Daniel Collins and Kenneth Lee that he submitted last year. But the third one is a guy named Daniel Bress. Now, I looked into Daniel Bress, and I can tell you that he he is a judge that I love. See, I love judges that stick to the objective truth and use it to the word. They don't get swayed with politics. They don't get swayed with, you know, um, emotional, you know, because for some reason emotions count more than facts now. They stay true to the law. And this guy is one of them. He's young. um, He's, you know, rising up in the ranks. Uh, He is what every judge should aspire to be. I mean, in my state, I've only seen three of them. And not in person. Well, I've seen two of them in person. Um, But looking at their cases, you can see how objective they are. That is exactly what our justice system should be. I really wish it was like that everywhere. And I know that President Trump is trying to put people like that in positions of power um, uh, within our court systems. Because we don't want someone that's left or right. They could be whatever they want when they go home. But when they put the robe on, they are the law. And they stick to the law. They don't play politics. They don't get bullied by politicians. And they stick to the law. And for me, that is the best thing and the only salvation that our country has is to have judges just like that on our benches. On that note, 
I will see you guys all tomorrow. I wish you a happy and healthy evening from all of us here at Red State. Stay warm, stay astute, and I'll see you tomorrow live 12 to 2 Eastern Time. 